Captain Mike joins us now. Captain Mike, uh, how's your foggy week been uh, for fishing? Well, Don, it's been pretty foggy and very challenging. Lots of dirty water. I, I would say uh, the bass have saved the day. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of those grass-lined bayous in the area still have quite a few bass in them, and that's been the most consistent all week. So, how do you guys rig up when you take a charter out and? You know, reds aren't on and trout are scarce, but the bass want to play. Uh, how do you rig up your guests for the fishing for the bass? Well, usually a basic spinner, uh, just like you fish, you know, when you're targeting just bass. We use a, um, a relatively small, a number four blade spinner. And um, I like white as far as a color. We use a matrix plastic. We use white or glow. And um, I also like avocado. Those two colors are my best producers, you know, in the colder water times of the year. So what do you look for in a brackish area to locate bass? What are some of the habitat where you're likely to find them? Well, I certainly like to see that grass along the edge, and hopefully I can see some mullet. And you wouldn't, even though, even if that mullet would be, the mullet could be a foot long, and you're trying to catch bass that are a foot long. It's not necessarily you're trying to see bait that the fish you're wanting to catch could feed on, but just seeing the mullet tells you lots of things. And mostly what it tells you is that's good quality water. It's got all the elements that you need. It's pH balanced and oxygenated and all of those types of things. So seeing life in the water, clean water, of course, if you can find clean water, and then the grass. And then, like anything else or any other spot, you get you give it 15 or 20 minutes. You try to fish near the surface, near the bottom, and in between. And uh, if it doesn't produce for you, you move on. And, of course, if it does produce for you, but then you, you know, the bite dies down, you try to find an area that's similar in structure and keep trying you know mike in places that are strictly freshwater where they fish uh, rivers uh, impoundments lakes uh, bass can be regarded as strictly a sport fish and people kind of frown on on keeping fish to keep to eat but in that brackish marsh it's a totally different habitat a lot of people don't understand that there are so many bass in there that if you don't remove them they become stunted what do you have a rule of thumb on what your minimum size bass that you keep is for your customers, or does it vary from customer to customer? Um, you know, I would say it varies somewhat. Of course, if we're going to keep them to, uh, you know, the to, to to cook them, then we we want to get a decent size fillet off of them, and I would say that would be my rule of thumb for adults. Now, if I'm fishing with children. Of course, the children are excited when they catch a fish. So we'll keep some that are six inches long just to just to get the, the child hooked on fishing, just like somebody hooked us on fishing many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Who got you hooked on fishing, Mike? You know, Don, as far back as I can remember, I pestered my mother to take me fishing, and she took me fishing down off the side of the road in Lafitte, and we caught some bluegills 
and they couldn't have been no more than two inches, maybe three inches long. And the rule was if you're going to keep them, you're going to have to clean them because we're not wasting them. And um, I had fish chips because they were probably an inch and a half long when I got done cleaning them. <laughs> Mike, before you go, uh, how's the, the trip we talked about last week? Explain that April 17th auction trip that you got going on. How's it going? Is are the bids coming in or is it still a real bargain? It's getting very good response. Uh, I have a bid of $1,000 from a, a local businessman, Rusty Munster, has the winning bid at the moment. And um, I'm getting a, a, a lot of responses. Uh, some vendors that I deal with are donating. Um, Matrix Shad is going to provide us any plastics that we might need. There's a, a local fellow named Chip Clements who is an administrator for the Wrigley's Fishing Group on Facebook. He wants to step up and provide live shrimp. He also makes sinkers. So if we need any sinkers, he's going to provide sinkers. Four Horsemen Cork said if we need any corks, just ask. They'll provide us with corks. So I have a, I have a lot of people that want to make this trip. They're helping. They're helping us make this trip. Um, you know, a success so that we can make a sizable donation to Mission 22 in honor of San Barbara. Well, you know, we also added the uh, priceless edition of being televised on Bayou Wild TV. So the purchaser of the trip and his guest will get to be seen on a Bayou Wild TV episode. Fishing with the Born on the Bayou, Mike Gallo. It doesn't get much better than that. And I know Rusty, and uh, he'd be a great guy. But, hey, I think he can be outbid. There's people out there. Tell them how to get their bids in on this trip for three. And, by the way, does that include lodging overnight? Sure, we can do lodging. That's not going to be a problem at all. So you can go to my website at aaofla.com forward slash mission 22. Or just go to my site and go to the navigation bar you'll see a, a link for Mission 22, and they'll have an explanation as to how to place a bid. It'll show you the highest bid to date. Um, I, I neglected to, you, you know, you talked about CETO on the intro. CETO is going to step up and provide a secondary boat, as you know, for the cameraman and the host and hostess on our um, trip. That's exactly right. So that even adds more to the trip. And if we break down, then we'll be able to get in for sure. That's not going to be a concern. Uh, and, you know, by the way, uh, speaking of our, uh, the honoree, Sam Barbera, uh, you know, he will be inducted posthumously into the CCA Hall of Fame at their upcoming state convention, which is going to be uh, taking place. It's a 40-year convention, and it's set for uh, Baton Rouge a little bit later on in the summer. Well, that's where I met Sam. Many years ago when I first started doing seminars with CCA, if you ever saw Sam speak, he was an excellent speaker. And when I first got started, I obviously wasn't near as polished or did, did as many speaking engagements. So I really studied his technique to help me get better at giving seminars myself. So really watched and studied Sam. And, you know, I would talk to him about it and, of course, he would give me pointers and, and help me out. So that's kind of what got Sam and I as being friends. And, of course, we started fishing together and 
done some tournaments, and, and now we're going to honor Sam. And you helped him become a better fisherman. That's what they call a symbiotic relationship. You taught him fishing. He taught you speaking. Anyway, that's going to be at the Baton Rouge Hilton on March 3rd and 4th, and uh, Sam will be honored uh, into the Coastal Conservation Association Hall of Fame. All right, hope they bid on the trip. It's for Monday, April 17th, and Mike will catch up with you next week. In the meantime, somebody wants to get on that website to make a bid or book a trip with you. Give them that site. Very simple. You can find me at aaofla.com, or if you choose to call, that number is 985-781-7811. All right, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All righty. Born on the Bayou, Captain Mike.